0: Tap into the psychology of engagement and more. This is where we talk about life, learning, and everything in between. This is the Lifelong Podcast, a show for those of you who love to ask why. It's because we're marketers, it's because we're coaches, it's because we're change makers. Each week, we dive into the big questions and explore the psychology of engagement with strategies, tactics, and special guests along the way. Now, here's your guide, the visibility hacking queen herself, Coach Molly. Hey, visibility hackers, and welcome to this episode of the Lifelong Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Molly from visibilityhacking.com, and it's an absolute pleasure to have you guys here with me today. This season we're talking about the psychology of engagement and for any course builders, uh, online coaches, digital marketers, anyone who's trying to get tangible results for their people, this episode is for you guys. Today we're talking about something that really resonates With a lot of the digital marketing strategy That's out there right now When it comes to visibility Visibility is not just being able to see It's the art of being seen And this is not only a great way Today we're talking about micro learning It's not just a great way to deliver content to your people It's also a fantastic strategy When it comes to building your visibility And your brand visibility So let's talk about why we would want to bring on micro learning as part of our programs um, right now. So here we go. So the first benefit is that it is way faster to deliver micro content, bite-sized content um, for your people than it is to create an entire gigantic course. So in Live Academy, we teach people how to build their own shows so that they show up for maybe 15 minutes at a time, maybe even less than that, um, and they create these bite-sized pieces of content for their students to really grab onto creating it is so much faster um, than these long-form courses and these long-form pieces of content, but they can be just as impactful when it comes to helping our students achieve that tangible result that we are pushing for. The other great advantage is that it ends up actually being more affordable. We, for both us as the designers of that program, as well as for your students to get into your world. So when we look at our value ladder, we know that we have high ticket one-on-one coaching options, but we fairly often we kind of neglect that that bottom of our value ladder and we can create awesome content that's affordable and bite sized and that first step for our people to get into our world. Um, And we can do it in a way that beats all that overwhelm and really helps ascend them through that process. And we do this by creating content that is affordable for us to produce, super easy for us to produce, doesn't take a lot of effort um, for us to produce, but can help achieve really good value. It feeds that bottom level of our value ladder to people who are new to us, and it helps them warm up to our brand and ascend up, but it also helps to nurture those who are already on the path with us, already in our value ladder. It gives them things to do um, and it feeds them more of that nourishment. It keeps them in the framework that you work with. Micro-content is also great because it is flexible. It is so much easier to create a micro-sized piece of content based on the latest update of a new of an app that you use in your program. Or someone has asked a question, you can create a bite-sized piece of content that answers that question, which is a piece of value not just for the person who asked in the first place, but for other students who may already have that question. If something changes in, in what you're teaching, say an industry ch- an industry standard changes, Well, you can easily pivot your content that way. You don't have to redesign your entire course or the entire customer experience. Another important part, another benefit to micro learning and building these micro pieces of content is that it's actually more engaging according to our students. It helps them be more self-directed. It helps them break up their day um, and fit to a timeline or to a schedule that could be a lot more flexible. And it helps them actually go, all right, I can engage on this micro piece of content rather than having to read through an entire an entire paper and learn all. All these theories and then kind of formulate an understanding and then give you an essay on it, right? That's so much less engaging than just posing a question to your students, giving your thoughts, and then asking for theirs. It's so much more engaging when you're able to use a framework um, or teach your students a framework and then show them with these micro content how that framework can be applied in a bunch of different scenarios. This is where your students can then grab onto those learning pieces and go, I see myself in that. That example speaks to where I am. It speaks to my reality. That's a tool that I can put in my tool bag that I can use moving forward. Micro content is so much more engaging. So it also actually boosts knowledge retention. When you give people those smaller pieces of information, they're actually better able to hold on to it. I bet you, this has happened in your own lives as well. When you see a really well-designed infographic, you are much more likely to remember that information than if you were to have that same information delivered um, in just someone talking to you or just it being written in text format. Having these micro pieces of content, having these different signifiers and, and um, information signifiers, um, it actually helps your students remember that information and be able to recall it uh, when it is time to recall it. And actually, it helps, micro content helps create a more freedom-based learning experience. And I know that there are tons and tons of students out there who hold that value of freedom to be really cl- close to their, their hearts. It is a value that speaks really strongly to them. Having that autonomy, the ability to move at a pace that is best for them, the ability to flex when they're learning, and they don't want to be stuck in front of a screen at the same time every day. They want to be able to have that autonomy and that freedom. And micro content is the quickest way to be able to create that experience. So let's talk about why or places and reasons, a couple of different reasons why micro content doesn't work in some cases. So if your content, if what you're teaching is a really complex idea, just delivering it through micro content might not be the best idea. But what you can do is look strategically at what you're teaching and how you're teaching it. And then look for opportunities to create a few pieces of micro-content or micro-learning moments around that, um, that piece of knowledge. Whatever it is you're teaching, could you teach certain bite-sized pieces in a micro way, but not change the entire structure of your program? The other place that it's not very good, micro-content isn't as good for in-depth training, but can be used to, as an asset in in-depth training. Again, same as what I just said, looking for those opportunities where you can go, all right, we can go really deep with a couple of these. Maybe there's a couple of statistics that are really important um, that really do help understand the, the more in-depth understanding of what you're teaching. Um, but those can be delivered in micro content pieces. So looking for those different opportunities um, as well. So we need a few different things in order to actually create a micro-learning environment. And these let's go through them. So the first thing is time. You need to actually have um, understand how long it's going to take for someone to digest that piece of content. The shorter, the better. So a visual of just having a graphic, that's why I have a little graphic here for you guys to understand what this process is, that will help shorten the amount of time it takes to explain a concept. So trying to explain it in the shortest amount of time you can. You also wanna understand the content itself. So are you going to, what's the format you're going to put it in? Are you putting it in a blog? Are you putting it in an infographic, Um, et cetera, et cetera. You also want to look at the curriculum. What is it you're actually teaching? What is the skill? What is the objective of this particular lesson? Um, Understanding what the tangible results of your movement are, are going to help you um, create those pieces of curriculum. The curriculum is the steps you need to get from where you are to your tangible result. That's your curriculum. Next is form. So we talked about this with content, um, or content should actually be context, understanding what's happening around. Form is what does it actually look like? What does the tangible look like? Is it an Instagram post? Is it a YouTube video? Is it a Twitch stream? Is it a frequently asked question section on your recurring show? What is the actual format um, and form that this piece of content is going to take up? Next, we're going to talk about Process. So the process is: what do you need to do in order to create those pieces of content? What is the process that your students need to go through in order to um, learn from those pieces of content? Um, is there a sequence that you need to keep in mind when delivering that content? Etc. Um, Etc. Et the next thing we need to think about is the 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 method in which we're presenting that information. Is this information um, going to be part of our course? Are we sequencing that experience for our students? Or are we just putting this out as uh, community knowledge on our Instagram page, just putting out content? Is, it, is this piece of micro learning part of something bigger? Or is it just part of the conversation? That's something we also need to think about. And finally, are we meeting the needs of all of the different learning types for our people? So if you're stuck on what kind of micro content to create, I want you to think about the different types of ways that people learn. Some people learn best through visual. So we like graphics and we like graphs and charts and things like that. That helps us retain that information faster. Some people are better with text, and they would prefer to read through the problem. Um, Maybe you put in the whole process in a written format um, with steps 1 through 10, for example. Some people are best when they actually get to work through the problem itself, so having reflective questions is really great for learners of that style. Other people are best when they hear audio or they are, in a, are able to engage with people. So maybe creating um, audio content or lessons that they can listen to, as well as experiences where they can actually get feedback, ask questions, and engage with the content on that stream as well. And that's why live streaming is so important. It's a, such an important facet of our overall um, p- delivery of our information. We're creating Instagram content. We know we should be doing that. We're creating um, lessons that are are important um, with our tangible result in mind and all of the action steps in between. We know we should be doing that, but the thing we forget to do so often is to create is to look at our students as a whole person. Look at all of the different ways that we can create bonuses or helpful tools that are going to help them get that information into their brain faster. Pr- you be able to use. Use it So that we actually filter that information down into the deeper parts of their brain so they're not thinking when they're doing it anymore. They're able to act out of habit. That way they can focus their energy on doing that next big moment of growth, that next big thing in their business or in their personal lives. When we're able to tap in to all of those different skills, then we're able to create incredible results for our people. And here, there is no excuse. You should all be creating micro learning content. It works when it comes to just getting your visibility out there. It works when it comes to building that authority and establishing you as an expert in your field because you're able to actually teach people stuff in a short amount of time. You understand the context that your students are walking into this experience with. You understand what the tangible result is you want to get them, and you can break it down into step by step. You're not just guessing at it. When you're an expert, you actually know the steps to achieve that end result. And if you can do it using micro content, you are an expert. So work on that, my friends. It helps with your visibility strategy. It helps with your learning strategy. And it helps get results for your people. And that is super important, my friends. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Remember, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms as well as in video format on the Three Pines Leadership Visibility Hacking YouTube page. Come see us. Come hang out. And don't forget to become an official visibility hacker at visibilityhacking.com. I'd love to see you there. We got fun stuff going on in the community. Lots of big announcements coming up, and I can't wait for you guys to be part of it. (laughs) I will see you again very, very soon, my friends. And until then, remember, I love you and be excellent to each other.